Turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What I want to talk to you tonight is, is about is uh, being conformed. And let me just define that word for you. Conformed is made to resemble, reduced to a likeness of, made agreeable to, or suited. So we all tend to conform ourselves to something in our life. And you know, one example I would give you of this is in the military. They, you are almost, in a sense, you're forced to conform to what their ideal of a soldier is. You're, you have to wear certain clothes, you have to wear them a certain way, very specific. You, you can't venture off and decide, well, okay, that's all fine, but I'm going to do this a different way. No, there's a certain way, even to, even to the point of where you put your rank on your collar, it has to be measured and it has to be a certain distance from the corner and edge and everything. Everything is very specific. You have to cut your hair a certain way. There's a certain weight that you need to be for your height. You have to look a certain way. As a soldier, you have to be conformed to that image. You know, we do the same thing in our everyday life, whether we know it or not. We tend to conform to some image, whether it be um, based upon our friends, our co-workers, our peers, our family. We fall into some sort of uh, conformity to the people around us. Now sometimes we choose to conform ourselves to things that don't exactly line up with what the Word says. You know, Jesus modeled His life after the Word. Now, Let's think about that for a minute. Because He, you know, we talked this morning about Him being the perfect sacrifice. He, he didn't have any sin. So when you look at that and you examine that because He had no sin, or, or actually He had no sin because He conformed Himself to the law. And... Because of that, He gave us an example of what we should conform ourselves to. Now, I know I'm using this word a lot, but but there's a point I'm trying to make. I want you to understand that as Christians, we are supposed to conform ourselves to the image of Christ. So ask yourself a question. Who do you conform yourself to and why? You know, there are, and you know, it may be that that there are certain times that you conform yourself to one type of person 
And there's other times you're another. Now, you know, some people would call that two-faced. But that's not really what I'm talking about. I'm not really talking about somebody that acts one way around you and then they turn around and talk about you behind their back. I'm not trying to talk about that. What I'm trying to say is, in my own personal life, I know when I'm around certain types of people, I tend to act differently. And you know, that I really shouldn't be like that. I should not act differently just because I'm around my friends at work than I would at church. I shouldn't act differently when I'm around my family than I do my friends. It, it should, I should be consistent. You know, nothing that God ever did, ever did in, in the Word was based upon conditions. He, he's always the same. So that's how we ought to model our life. Our life should be just like Jesus. But understand that you have a choice of who you're going to conform your life to. You, you can choose that daily. And you know, that what I'm telling you all tonight is not popular in the world today. But I'm not interested in being accepted by popular worldly views. And I think there's too many times, and listen, I fall in this same category. I'm not trying to beat up on anybody tonight. I'm, I'm preaching to myself. There's too many times that in the interest of being accepted, I won't say the things I ought to say. In the interest of not ruffling somebody else's feathers or causing a confrontation, I'll keep my mouth shut. But you know, by doing that, I'm conforming myself to what the world expects of me. I'm conforming myself to the ideal. And listen, this is important. Whatever the world thinks a Christian ought to be is not necessarily what a Christian ought to be. Understand that because they have their own ideals. What I need to conform myself to is not what the world thinks I should be as a Christian, but I need to conform myself to what Jesus said I need to be as a Christian. The life that He lived is the life I need to try to live. Flip back over to Romans chapter 8. Verse 29, Romans 8 and 29. For whom, whom He did for no, He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. So you see, that's God's ideal, is that we be conformed to the image of His Son. Now this isn't any kind of play on words. It's not just coincidence that these words are used in these two different Scriptures. What God is trying to say is that, like in the first verse, don't be conformed to the world. Be conformed to the image of His Son, Jesus. Just because somebody 
talks about God and says they believe in God doesn't mean they know what it takes to be like Him. So we, we really need to quit trusting what other people expect of us. You know, there is, it's, it's not popular. It's not what is the easiest. But to be conformed to the image of Jesus is one of those things that when you do it, people are going to react. Because what does the Word tell us? The Word tells us that when you try to be like Him and you try to serve Him, you're going to fall under trials and tribulations. People are going to have a problem with you, just like they had a problem with Him. Why is that? Because everything you stand for flies in the face of what they want, what they desire for their life. You are in direct contradiction to their way of life. Now you know, there's two different attitudes you can have. You can do this kind of thing in love, or you can do it in a kind of a, a superiority kind of manner, where you feel like you're better than everybody. And that's not how Jesus came. We talked this morning that He came like a lamb. He came meek and humble. But being conformed to His image is the key. When, when you model your life after everything, listen, this... This is not something easy to do. Why? Because you have to know what the Word said about Jesus. You have to understand a little something about how He lived. So it takes some effort to understand that. It takes some knowledge. You have to spend some time reading. You have to spend some time praying and knowing a little something about God. You know, the hardest times I have is when God convicts me of not just my sin, but when He convicts me of my actions. In the sense of, I'm... You know, let me explain this another way. Sometimes the things you do may not really seem like sin, but it's the way you do them. Sometimes the way we deal with situations in our life is not the way Jesus would have dealt with it. It may not be that the thing we did was sin, was sin, but it's just not the proper way to deal with things. I can't really give you a good example of that right now, but I think you understand what I'm saying. There are ways that Jesus dealt with everything. And you know, Jesus was led by the Spirit in His actions, and in His reactions. And I think that's, that's the key thing. It's not always just the things you do or don't do. Sometimes it's how you do them. And that, that's the things that are hardest for me to deal with because when you start talking about those kind of things, that means I've got to not just change my actions, I've got to change my character. The things that make me who I am now have to fall into subjection to Jesus. They fall under under that uh, plan that He laid out. That's the tough stuff to change. It's the things that make you who you are. All of a sudden, 
contradict how God would have you live your life. That's what's hard to change. Our way of thinking needs to line up with the Word. But I want you all to know that You'll, you know, it, sometimes it seems like it's impossible for us to be like Jesus. And I think maybe to some degree it is because He was perfect and we're not. But understand that you'll never get any closer if you don't change direction. If you don't turn yourself and align it with the way He lived, you've got to make some initial first step. You've got to take a step in the right direction if you're ever going to get any closer to it. So, conforming, you know, we've got to choose what we're going to conform ourselves after. If we don't do anything, I guarantee you what you're going to conform yourself to is is whatever is popular in the world. You know, I remember when I was a kid... And there's always, you know, new popular styles of clothing or, or music or whatever. There's always some new trend. And when I was a kid, I remember trying my best to conform myself to what my friends expected of me as far as what was to be cool. And you know, I, I sometimes see myself doing that even today. I try my best not to, but you know, I still see myself trying to to conform myself to what other people think I ought to be like. But the one I, I need to be concerned about is my Savior. The one that, after this life is over, is still going to be there. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of Him who hath called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. So we're called to be a peculiar people. What does that mean? Most people would say it means that you're called to be different. You know, I always thought of it honestly, the way some people look at it, it's almost like you'd end up being odd. You know, just not being like everybody else. That makes you the odd man out. But you know, I looked up the definition of peculiar. And it says exclusive property. That which belongs to a person in exclusion of others. You know, and think about this. Everybody has their own characteristics that make them who they are. Some people write a certain way. Some people, you know, do certain things a certain way. They have certain mannerisms. Well, understand that peculiar doesn't mean odd. Peculiar means that God called you to be like Him. To take on His... His characteristics. 
to take on those things that are different. Not because you're odd or, or weird or whatever, but it's, it's different because this is not what the world has in the way of characteristics. So when we conform ourselves to the image of His Son, we become peculiar people. So peculiar doesn't mean different necessarily. It just means more like Him. That makes me feel a little bit better about it. You know, some people think peculiar people and they say, well, okay, I'm going to dress different. I'm going to comb my hair different. I'm going to wear a certain type of clothes and and I'm going to act a certain way. Well, that's not what it means. Now, I believe you ought to dress modest. I'm not trying to say that. I believe you ought to, to listen and watch things that are... Righteous and holy. I don't, I'm not trying to tell you to go do things that are sinful, but what I'm saying is that just because you're a Christian don't mean you ought to look goofy. The peculiar part he's talking about is his characteristics, his, the things that make God who he is. That's the stuff we need to be trying to conform ourselves to. How many of y'all right now can name a characteristic of God? Somebody give me one. He was humble. Yep, humble. Truthful. Meek. It takes a little bit of thinking. We could probably sit here for an hour, we could come up with all kinds of characteristics. The point I'm trying to make is you had to stop and think about it for a minute. It wasn't something that just immediately came to your mind. Because that's not something we think about very often. We, we don't stop and think about what was it that made Jesus who He was. What is it that made Him qualified to hold the position that He holds today? Why is it that I'm not more like that? Why is it I care what other people think about me? That's the stuff that's important. You know, when I go to work tomorrow, there are certain things they expect out of me just as my, as a worker there. But none of that involves... Spiritual characteristics. That's up to me. And I can choose tomorrow to fall in with the crowd, talk about whatever you can imagine, or I can choose to be holy. Now y'all think about this for a minute. It's okay to be holy, okay? Too many times we start thinking, well, I can't ever be holy because I'm a sinner. Well, that's true. But you're also a child of God. You, you have been washed in the blood. It's okay to be holy. You can decide at any point in time, I'm going to be holy. I am going to take the high ground. I'm not going to sit there and just endure. 
It's okay to say something to somebody and say, I'd rather not talk about that kind of stuff. It's okay. I don't know, you know, the Word never really tells us that uh, how Jesus interacted with some people in terms of that. You know, I'm sure there were people sitting around talking about things they shouldn't be talking about. We never see an example of how Jesus handled that kind of thing. But I guarantee you He would have said something or removed Himself from the situation. Now that's just me. Now you look at yourself. I guarantee you, all of you can think of an example in your own life how you have not necessarily conformed yourself to the world, but you didn't conform yourself to the the example Jesus gave us. Now there's one other thing I want to talk to you about. That first verse we read, Romans 12 and 2, he says, Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that tells me right there that if I'm going to be conformed to the image of His Son and not conformed to the world, I've got to change my way of thinking. Now, I may not be able to do that myself. But... The Holy Spirit, if we allow Him to, will convict us of things. Do y'all know that by quenching the Holy Spirit, you can get used used to that conviction and, and to the point where it doesn't even convict you anymore? There, there's something to be said for being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. There is a reason why He convicts you of things. There's a reason why He tries to guide you different directions. It's because you're not being conformed to the image of Jesus. It's because you're straying off the path and you're conforming yourself to the world or you're allowing the world to have an impact on you. We've got to be transformed by the renewing of our mind is what that Scripture says. You can't just go change your clothes and think that is going to have an impact. It's all in your mind. You you have got to change your way of thinking. You've got to make a conscious effort to change. Because listen, these things, I guarantee you tomorrow morning I'll wake up and this will probably won't, will be the farthest thing from my mind, unless I make a conscious effort to apply this to my life. My mind will go a thousand different places tomorrow, doing things with work, probably even talking to my wife, whatever. There's My mind will be all over the place. I have to make a conscious effort to say, today... And you got to do this one day at a time. What did Jesus say? He said, take no thought for tomorrow. Take no thought for tomorrow. You're in today right now. This, this is it. This is all you got. You don't even know if you have tomorrow. 
But you know you have right now. So right now you have to make a conscious effort to decide, I'm going to conform myself to the image of His Son. You have to let the Holy Spirit begin to work in your life. Listen, He's not going to work just because that's what He does. You have to allow Him to work in your life. He's not going to twist your arm. He ain't going to force His hand. You have to allow Him to work in your life.